The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello, worldwide world. It is Black Mental Matters. How you doing, Vince the Voice, along with Makiba Reed Johnson. This podcast is designed to eradicate the stigma as it relates to mental health in the black community. And you know we got it. We're dealing with all kinds of stuff. And now it's all about this crazy white supremacy and violence that it brings. It's a national security threat now in America. Racial superiority, hostility towards the immigrants and minorities, myth of an embattled white majority defending its power has got people losing they dang mind and we just can't have this this is black mental matter so we're gonna chop it up and i asked the question why do these white supremacists hate black people let's find out black mental matters black mental matters yes it does vince the voice makiba reed johnson on the front lines of stopping this we're gonna storm no we're not Hey, Makiba. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, how, you, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. You doing okay? I, I, you know what? I am. But as you know, the, the mental health uh, professional that you are, we're all... It's, it's a collective PTSD these days, you know, from the trial to another a shooting during the trial, the, the this, yeah. the that, the other, you know, the Karens, the videos yeah. is crazy. And that's that's the only way I can I can even explain this whole thing. Uh, crazy. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's it's overwhelming. And I'm glad we're, we're having this, this conversation today with this topic, Vince, because we're trying to understand this because yes. it's so in left field, just the racism and the hatred and the white supremacy and, yes. and, and just everything that's going on with black people who are unarmed being killed yes. and we're we're collectively exhausted and yes. it's not getting better and i know we just jump right in i can't help it uh makiba when we yeah. decided that uh you know we want to talk about this and you know why white supremacists hate black people or hate all <laughs> kind of people but they definitely hate black people and i i think to get us started what is the the, the definition and so i have a definition here and then uh, sure. correct me if i'm wrong or or, or add or whatever that white White supremacy is the belief that white people are superior to others because of their race. And prior to the Civil War, racism and white supremacy had been common attitudes in both the North and the South. You know, I'm from the North or Midwest, and mm -hmm. well, it was still kind of tripping up there. Uh, but after the emancipation, so, but, but before the Civil War, after the Emancipation uh, patient, uh, Proclamation, when the Union troops started fighting for the abolishment of slavery, the Northern attitudes kind of shifted slightly, and many felt then that blacks deserved equal uh, legal rights and equal protection even if they were not considered socially equal in the south though down here like in georgia mississippi alabama and all these kind of places white supremacists said hey they didn't believe the blacks should have any rights then the clan formed was at 1865 the knights of the white camellia you ever heard of them they was yeah, yeah. <laughs> members of the white league the red shirt these and those those first two the the ku klux klan and the white community you know they were all secret with masks and hoods and everything Everything. Mm -hmm. But the White League and the red shirts and all these folks, uh, they was right out in public. You know, that was your mayor and sheriff and they, 
did have, you know, didn't give a dang uh, if you knew it or not. And it, I mean, those attitudes still, how do they still permeate today? What is the real deal? It's a mindset. And I've been trying to understand it because I have been I've been internalizing a lot of the news. And I mean, just to the point where I, I don't even watch it anymore and, and I'm not on social media as much as I used to be. So I've just been doing you know, a lot of reading and just a lot of, you know, research and just some academic type things just to get my mind off of it. And and I started reading, I was telling you about this amazing book, Administrations of Lunacy, mm. Racism and the Haunting of American Psychiatry at the Milledgeville Asylum. And it's the author is Mab Segrist and she's a professor of gender and women's studies at um, Connecticut College, and she's also a social justice activist. Okay. So, so I started reading this book because I was interested in, you know, learning about history of race and mental illness. But what what this book reveals is the psychology of white supremacy and how white Americans were were very close in alignment with eugenics and mm. the Nazis and this yes. belief that, you know, black people aren't just a class that's beneath the white race, but that we are subhuman, that, that we don't, that we're not deserving of, of even being alive. And, and, and that's why it's so easy for a person who has a gun and possibly a badge just to, without a thought, kill an unarmed black person. I mean, I mean without even thinking, it's th this kind of mindset has been passed down where there, there is no compassion. There is no, you know, looking at another person and, and, and feeling a sense of humanity or, hey, this is my brother. You know, we're both Americans. There's none of that. There is this immediate response of this person needs to be eliminated. Mm. And, then, and, and then that person is gone. I think that that's where this is coming from because you're not seeing cases where black people are just, you know, roughed up or taken down in a scuffle. No, they're shot. They're shot. I mean, sometimes in the back, mm. you know, I mean, they're not armed children. I mean, it, it's, it's really, really bad. And it's because it has been ingrained in white people in America that have this mindset. They're teaching this to their kids mm. and their kids are teaching this to their kids. And they've got friend circles that are acting as echo chambers that are perpetuating this mm, shot or knee on the neck and all those kinds of things. And, yeah. and, and I will just uh, be quite honest. It, what it is to me is disappointing because, Hey, we've been working black folk. We've been working hard. We didn't, we, Hey, despite all that, we still got our education. We did this, but you also asked to put your hand over your heart before the classes, you know, yeah. and pledge allegiance to this place and where all men are created equal and yeah. all this uh, stuff. And then, and I mean, I'm not saying it's malarkey. I think it's it's great uh, aspirations, but you get disappointed because it's just not what they're saying it is or what they told yeah. us it was going to be. And then you have to pass, you know, how do we deal with our kids? So, I mean, it's, you know, we have to tell them, be, you know, don't talk back. Don't do this. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't be afraid, you know, get home, get to a welded place if the police pull you over. <laughs> and then, you know, when you look at the demographics, so first of all, First of all, you see the, the, this white supremacy thing. I mean, you see these white men, that, you know, really downwardly mobile, lower <laughs> middle class white men, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. who have just 
who should be our allies, first of all. Absolutely. We are right, in this game they're together. they're marginalized too. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, they're marginalized. <laughs> we, 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 we both on the assembly line. Come on, uh, Bob. Right. What are you tripping on? You know, uh, it's- Not re- Bob. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's disappointing because, uh, you know, we just weren't raised to be thinking like that. So again, like you say, I, I can't. I, I found an article and the, and the title was, you can't understand it, but we're going to, we 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 gonna try. So as you as you looked at that and and uh, in this book and researched and things, is there hope? First of all, I, I want to start just way out there. Is there hope to turn this thing around, or is this just something that has just uh, is is just part of the blood of America? This is this is my opinion. With with all the talk that you know we're talking about, you know, fixing race relations and calling for unity and, 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 and trying to, you know, make this thing work, you know, between blacks and whites or people of color and whites. I think the problem is, is that you can't, you can't fix something that was never working in the first place. And, and it's, it's because I, I compare it to if you, if you are looking at a parent and a child and that parent and child have a strained relationship and they're trying to work on their relationship, but they they were close at one point. I think with racism and white supremacy and what's going on now with you know social justice, it's like the parent and child have been strained from day one. I mean, mm. it, the relationship was never good. It, it was an abusive relationship from the beginning. Mm. It's always been an abusive relationship. And therefore, you can't fix it. There's nothing to fix. Mm. And so there there has to be a new beginning. It, mm. it can't go back to looking like anything that it ever even remotely looked like. It, it has to be something new that we haven't even seen yet that, that, that has to happen. Wow, that's that's strong. I um you know, the anti defamation league, they've been fighting hate for good for a long time. That's their thing. And uh they had this long laundry list of uh like a glossary of white supremacist terms, movements, and oh, philosophies. You got the extremism, then you got this alt right, you know, the segment of white supremacist movement that consists of loose network of racists and anti Semites who blah, 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 the Christian identity, that's another, that, you know, they yeah. with that Anglo-Israelism thinking that they the ones who descended, they the so-called lost tribes of ancient Israel. Mm-hmm. And I know them folks back then in them days was out in that sun and they look more like me than anything, but we ain't going to go there. You got these <laughs> domestic terrorists, you know, they stop mm-hmm. the steal, let us in. I mean, we watched them live on television. I was oh, so traumatized man. by looking at that. I mean, just with my mouth hanging open, yes. the far yes. right extreme right a hate group holocaust deniers neo-nazi yes. skinheads uh the traditional white supremacists the mm-hmm. I, I mean the list goes on and on uh makiba um yeah and we and just that thought there was some crazy at white the folks. that happened right. <laughs> that happened yes at the yes. Yeah. yes yeah yes that happened at at the Capitol in the U.S. Yes. On live television. On live television. And, 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 you know, a few weeks later, we just were back to business as normal. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I think what's, what's interesting, uh, a, a tidbit that I learned was that after the emancipation of, of slaves, that white educators, quote unquote, or white um, people in the medical uh, field were saying that 
blacks were were having mental health issues. Now listen to this, Vince. Blacks were having mental health issues because we were taking taken out of slavery, and that slavery. <laughs> I'm so serious. Oh <laughs> Wait, God. slavery provided a sense of structure mm. and all of our me- our needs were met. We didn't have to go get our own food. We had food, <laughs> we had shelter, and we were being taken care of. And after the Emancipation Proclamation, that was when oh. black people, according to these you know, oh. white historians and these doctors, said, you know, we're saying that it's it's because we were released out of their care, basically, and that that is what was driving, you know, the mental health crisis as far as the um, Milledgeville and the asylum and with the onslaught of treatment of, you know, and, and I mean, you had black Americans that had just come out of being whipped and, and beaten all kinds of trauma. And now these people were sick, you know, PTSD, all, you know, schizophrenia, all kinds of, yeah. of yeah. ailments. And they were put to work. Oh they were, um, they had cages out in the sun that they were put in. If, if they were too, you know, agitated and the, and the staff wanted to calm them down, they would put them out in metal cages in the Georgia sun. They were given a diet of molasses and bread and fat back. And they were constantly given um, laxatives mm. to make them nauseous. So they would not want to eat so they wouldn't feel hungry to keep the cost of taking care of them down. There is so much I mean, so many layers, so many untold stories of just, you know, not just collectively, but just individuals throughout history. I mean, there are plenty of people, Vince, you know, who have been killed, you know, needlessly by white supremacists that we don't even know about. about. That's right. You know, and and this is just not being caught. That's right. We got cameras and cable TV and and everything, YouTubes and all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as you said, the the atrocities and, and when you think of that. I mean, how can you do that to another person? I just, I, I can't get, wrap my arms around it. Um, uh, speaking of authors, uh, a sociologist at Stony Brook University, Michael Kimmel, he talks about, you know, that American white nationalism is offering American men the restoration of their masculinity. So wow. they, they, you know, the, the fact that they yeah. can put down somebody else, they think that something mm-hmm. been taken from them, that they was entitled to, that they deserved it. It was given to people right. who don't deserve it. See, it's a lot of hating and jealousy going on, too. You know, can't exactly. stand to see me come up in my bling bling outfit going, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I mean, I'm talking today, <laughs> you know, and I know what happened back when. But you're talking about right. today. Everybody ain't happy for you. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. in these organizations join us and be like a real man. Join your brothers, your comrades. I mean, they they, mm-hmm. they, they got into a whole like military thing there at the Capitol. He pulled yeah. oh, they were they were like a unit, sure <laughs> you know, Bravo, yeah. Charlie. I'm like, what? See, that's why I got out of the military. I said, y'all crazy. Y'all trying to kill people. <laughs> so, but but right. but when you like you say, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just hard to. Uh, you would have to be mentally uh, damaged coming out of slavery, coming out of these situations mm-hmm. where people were doing these types of things to you. You, you would have to be damaged. Anybody would. And, and, and just just the fact that coming out of slavery and then going into the day to day racism and the oppression that it, it, it's it's taken its toll on our physical and our mental well-being, you know, but but just understanding the mindset and, and that the mindset, that mindset is being passed on. I, what 
I really want you to think about and all of our black listeners out there, Vince, is if you were a white male, Mm -hmm. if you were born a white male and you have white conservative parents that are indoctrinating you from birth that, you know, black people are this, black people are that, and you don't have any black friends, you don't interact with any black people, you get all of your um, information about the, you know, black people from television and social media, and your whole circle around you is only that, you couldn't help but to think that way. I mean, and it's sad that some of them just don't know any better because this is all that they've known. And when I came to that understanding, that kind of helped unload the internalization from me where, where I'm always feeling like, oh, yeah. is this heaviness and, you know, them versus us and another black person died today. And, and, and this might be hard to understand at first when I say this, but it's not personal against us. It, it isn't. It is not us. It has nothing to do with you, Vince, the voice, Bailey, as a black man. This is them. This is a, a pathology, a mindset, a conditioning of when you make somebody else into the, the other. It's it, it's a person, but it's separate from you. It's them and us, me and them, you and me, where it's a, the, the other. And then you've got all these layers on you know, we have research saying that, you know, there was such such a thing at, at one time called the Negro brain when, when blacks mm-hmm. were being studied in research. And it was said that, you know, we have a high tolerance for pain and that this is why we need to work harder. I mean, these these types of ideas are taught to people, to yes. young people. Yes. And I mean, so they can't help it. Some people, it's not a choice yes. that they're actively making to say, hey, I'm going to shoot this person or I'm going to, you know, write something asinine on Facebook. No, it's just it is embedded in their brains because it's how they have been raised throughout the generations. And there has been nobody around them to say, hey, you know, you need to start looking at a, you know, at this race of people or anybody that doesn't look like you as still a human being that feels pain and you need to have compassion for that person. Just the fact of the lack of kindness and love and compassion towards one another that's lacking right now is frightening. It's crazy. And and I was uh, blessed by my parents to have gone to a Catholic school. So I had lots of friends of all uh, ethnicities and everything. And some of my good friends and some of my great friends today are, are white uh, men, women. And uh, in fact, the person who really got me involved with media production and everything is my good friend, Al, uh, Augie Salingas, you know, Lithuanian. Uh, awesome. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we got some different political views now but back then you know it was all about just doing some things and, and you, you used the term earlier of, of a conservative family and that's something that's that I'm battling with right now because today every time I see something talking about conservative it seems like it's something that's against me you know it yes. seems like uh, you know this whole voting thing we got going on all across yes. the country you know Texas Georgia that um, it's, it's just mind boggling and then the people who represent 
represent that uh, title of conservatism. I mean, they're doing all kind of crazy stuff. This this dude down there in Florida with the child trafficking and you know alleged and all these things. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Now mm-hmm. is the, is that what you you want to strive for? Is that something to be? And it's almost like you're making a mockery of what the Bible says of uh, how we should be with one another. Um, I, I, I I'm sorry, uh, conservatives. I think y'all need a different tag because your representation yes. has been bad <laughs> to yes. say the least. Yeah. Yes, and and even now with the term patriot, you know, patriot, patriot. has that same connotation. Yeah. You know, as well now, absolutely. And then of course we had the. Trump. That's all I say. <laughs> you know, and he just <laughs> just brought it all to a head where yeah. we're still battling uh, the gas that he poured on the feelings that were already under the surface. Well, they've come. They've the, the chickens, as as Reverend Jeremiah Wright said, the chickens has come to roost. That's why just just trying trying to have some type of understanding of it is is helpful and to know that that there's really nothing to fix it it makes you respect you know the the generation xers and you know and 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 z and even some millennials that are you know abolitionists and 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 that word might sound you know very extreme and you know and abolish abolish this and abolish the the, um, police it's because there's nothing to go back and fix you can't fix this system because the system was designed yeah. With white supremacy, it, it, that's in the foundation mind. of it. That's, right. That was that's, the foundation, of, the foundation. of the police forces was to, you know, ca- recapture, quote unquote, escaped slaves. Um, exactly. You know, boy, here we are uh, again today. So having a conversation with a family member about uh, what was I had said seven years a slave, but it was really 12 years a slave. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, dog, 12 years. The travesty of that story. Of, of what they did to that man, um, uh, you know. So again, how do you, why do they, why do they hate us? I, I'm so glad you, you made the statement that you did not internalize it or you, yeah, you felt that it, right. it, was, it ain't your fault. It ain't our no, fault right. that y'all hate us. It ain't our no. fault. They try to, no. people try to make it that, you know, that yeah. it's your fault because why don't you just go to work? Why don't you just get an education? Well, dude, you won't give me a job and you won't let me go to school. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, yes, yes. And, and the whole idea about the American dream and, you know, getting out there and I'm going to work. And, you know, the American dream is basically in a nutshell, getting your life where you can support your family and you live in a nice neighborhood, you own your home, you know, your kids are in school and they're getting their education and you were able to provide that. But what the American dream doesn't include, which it should, is your contribution to society and your community and what are you doing to help others and you know and what is your why in life and 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 what are you doing outside of your immediate family to benefit other people and other people that don't have what you have that should also be part of the american dream because just leaving it with hey i want to go get mine me 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 mine then you have people that just have this mindset of okay well me just means us and it doesn't include you so so that that's a big part of the problem 
Mm. That uh, author I was talking about, uh, Michael uh, Kimmel, uh, he mm-hmm. says, you know, when he had talked with uh, some of the guys who or men or whatever you want to call them that were involved in these things and uh, they had made a bargain. It was the bargain of the 50s. Actually, I will work hard. I will pay my taxes. I'll be a good citizen. And yeah. in return for that, I, the man, the breadwinner, yeah. I alone should be able to support my family and buy a house. Well, mm-hmm. globalization. I mean, everything took place. Walmart moved in. Mom and pop places are closed. All those manufacturing jobs disappeared no matter what that dude that was in the office before said it's a wrap (laughs) you know it's a wrap and so now they're like well wait a minute what about us I'm trying to do my thing well so so are black people and that's we've we've talked about that before about the effect of you know the men if they're not being the uh breadwinner or the provider that they think they should be, that that can have a serious toll on their mental health. I would dare to say that it is the same situation with white folks. If you're not able to take care of your your, your family and thing, you're much more susceptible to listen to dude again or join one of these crazy white supremacist groups that, as you said, can't be fixed. And I don't know what the solution is. I really don't at this point. Yeah, well, I can tell you this, and this is just my observation, what white supremacists are doing right now in this country, socially and politically, they are trying to fix this for for themselves. They are trying to fix this situation where black people are just have too much freedom, too much say, you know, we, you know, we're, we're, we're too involved in politics now, you know, we're, you know, we're, collectively voting and oh man we got rid of trump oh wow you know black people helped do that Mm. white people are white people are trying to fix this system for themselves and and yeah and i think you know when when i think about you know what can i do to make a difference or what can i do to make myself feel like you know i'm not just you know drowning in this whole sea of just you know racism and all that everything that's going on in politics i ask people just to try to be active in your community Mm -hmm. your community is not in washington dc that's right everybody lives in a school district where there's an elementary school a middle school and a high school that's right 59 percent of african african american males graduate from high school and and today in, in 2021 there are kids who are who are in school that are first generation to finish high school so there there are lots of opportunities for us to get into places where we can make a difference in our own communities because i think sometimes we're looking nationally at problems yes. that are just so you know large that it's like you know how do you fix that you can make a difference just by mentoring, you know, a, a, a child or, you know, or working with the homeless in your area. There are all types of opportunities for you to help make a difference in your local community. I love that. And, and I, I, I try to uh, uh, practice that. I also mm-hmm. believe, though, that our allies out there, our allies in the Asian community, yes. you know how I am with the Asian community, the Latin community, the uh, Hispanic community, what have you, you know, that we all, you know, need to support one another. What a travesty Absolutely. that was, you know, where we've got all these Asian hate crimes that are taking place right. all across the country, the 
the, the what was it? How many people were killed here in Georgia just within oh, the past gosh. month? Um, and, and so when things like that happen, we can't be silent, and we weren't. Uh, and the Asian community definitely wasn't silent. And already there was an Asian hate crime bill that just you know went through the government there. Right. We, we you know by B and they had I, we were there with them. They, they, a lot mm-hmm. of black folks came out and you know Absolutely. supported that, and we want the same. You know, hey, help us when uh, we're going through our things. I'm talking to my uh, uh, Latin folks, my Mexicans, my, my uh, you know, Spanish, whatever you want to say. Awesome. Uh, you know, hey, we, we're all in this thing together and we are not going to allow uh, white supremacy to be the the finishing story here in America. Absolutely. No, absolutely. No, no absolutely. You're embarrassing and, yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and you made a good point, Vince. If, if we all stood together every time there was a injustice and and, and and injustice against a black person, you know, a Hispanic person. If we all got together, if all the marginalized races got together every single time this happened, white supremacy would, could not be able to sustain itself. But it is sustainable because you got blacks over here, you have the Asian community over here, and Native Americans over here, you have this group over here. And, 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 and so when something happens, you know, it's just that group by itself. And, but if, if they're outnumbered, I mean, for goodness sake, white supremacists are outnumbered and they're not intelligent. I mean, these aren't brilliant minded people. I mean, if you just look at some of the rhetoric, you know, so, so, so it's, it's going to take a massive effort for all races to start coming together collectively when something like a, you know a, a shooting of an unarmed person happens where we all stand together you know against this because those numbers are going to make a difference well we i think the the answer to the question the the whole premise of this show today uh you know why uh white supremacists hate black people and everybody else and, and we don't know because you can't even <laughs> understand it. It don't make no sense. It's but, crazy. But you can still have a great life out here and you yes. can work to make a difference positively in, in everyone's life. And then you sleep well and at the end of your days you'll say and you'll hear those words. Good job, my uh, uh, trusted. How does it say? Say it was my my well my trusted servant. Great job. Oh yes, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. pull my Bible out, get it right. But uh, we, we 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 always want to keep it positive and and, and move mm-hmm. things forward. So hey, if any uh, white folks want to take me out to dinner, you know I like food and. Um, Close. Um, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love my white folks. Love you guys. Hey, love you, uh, Bakiba. Thank you so much. Oh, and love uh, you too. we ask everybody keep it locked. You know, this is Black Middle Matters online, blackmiddlematters.com on all the social mo- social social the social media. Just look <laughs> us up, Black Middle Matters, and God bless you all. Thanks so much, Makiba. And you have yourself a great, 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 great whatever day it is. All right. Oh, thank you, Vince. <laughs> you right. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.